Oh, yeah, it's Tuesday. Monday's hangover. Um, it's just perusing the Twitter feed. Uh, it's insanity. I was, somebody said to me the other day, they said they were asking about my show in Indiana. And I was like, when do I have a show in Indiana? <laughs> Apparently, I have a show. Fort Wayne, Indiana, February 13th. My wow. calendar is really getting full for next year. And it's that's saying be... something, because your calendar is always full. Yeah, I, well, you know, after the campaign and the election, all that kind of stuff, I took some time, I backed way off of doing live entertainment. Yeah. And so, anyway, I, they, uh, we'll see. We're and back, I'm, baby. Yeah. We're doing I'm it live. Doing it. This is what I do, man. Being with the people. Being with the peoples. And, was, you know, the ragamuffin show has gotten fun, right? Like, we've gotten pretty tight on how we play off of each other and all that. I mean, look, Ben McPherson on fiddle. I mean, Ben, we Sunday night we were at the Texas Music Awards. He was nominated for Fiddle Player of the Year in the state of Texas. Wow. I mean, ben, Ben's one of the best. He, I think he's, I, he's, you know, he's just as good as it gets. Yeah. There may be better, but ain't much better. And, um, you know, Ben says there's people that are better, but he's a good he's fiddle player. He's amazing. Good fiddle player. And we got, you know, we got, we're growing the band, right? Like, so we've added a bass player, we've added a, a drummer, and we've talked to some others about maybe doing more lead guitar. And because, you know, Steve Helms, he's on guitar, but he can play a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, Mike Wozden is on bass. He can also play piano, keyboard. Steve can play the piano and play the bass. These dudes are talented. You know? How did you trick them into working with you? Oh, they want it so bad. <laughs> we were at the Texas Music Awards, and we had several people, musicians, I mean, accomplished musicians, and seriously walked up, pulled me aside and said, how do we get to be part of the Ragamuffins? No way. Yeah. There wow. are people who want to do it. And, like, what we're doing is fun and funny. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, I've had some of them that walked up to me and said, we want to be a part of the Ragamuffins, but, like, is it real political? I said... No, that show yeah. doesn't, the show's not political at all. You know, we did the show in Quincy, Illinois, Saturday night, and I had a guy come up afterwards. He goes, dude, I wanted you to get more political. I said, well, they hired me to do a job, man. <laughs> you know, they hired me to come in and bring the band and entertain. I have to do what I have to do. You're damned if you do, damned if you, you don't. I, you really are. <laughs> you know, people want funny. They want music. They want motivation. And uh, But it's, it's a lot of fun. And, um, you know, we've got that show. The next full band show that we're doing is going to be December 21st in Arlington, Big Christmas show. We've got some special guests that are going to be there. Um, you know, Justin Biltonen, he was there last year. He was the bass player for uh, Three Doors Down, and he jumped up on stage, played yeah, a couple songs, and, uh, and you never know who's going to pop in. I know who's going to pop in, but anyway, some good stuff. I don't know. Good stuff. I, I, and, and I want to go out there, and so we've been talking with some folks. Yeah, I told you guys about the new record label in Nashville that's mm-hmm. anti-woke non-cancelable let's go out there and do music without worrying about stepping on people's toes and i think they're i think we're going to move forward with that together and you know get after it exciting things on the horizon i think so you know we're having fun doing it i need a retirement plan at some point (laughs) i need to do something i you're not going to retire even even even, i mean money aside you're just never going to stop why why stop yeah Uh, retirement's not a biblical concept it's not (laughs) I don't think God created you to retire and die in the saddle with your boots on. I mean, yeah, yeah if your health holds up and you can and go. Right. Um, but uh, look, man, I think more now than ever, the world needs comedy. It needs music. It needs, it needs a sense of humor. I mean, my dear, you, you, you get on Twitter and, and it's, they're so serious. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I said, 
You know, and I, and I say stuff with sarcasm, and people get so pissed off. And I know you can't tell nuance in a typed text. Well, you know, people, people get so upset. I mean, I, but common I mean, sense would yeah. give away a lot of the time. And I have my y'all hats that we sell, uh-huh. and we put that on there. And the, we, the, it purposefully looks like the word Yale. So people do a double take. It looks like the Yale University logo. And so I lost my y'all hat uh, in D.C. I left it on the shuttle bus from the rental car deal. And uh, I own an apparel company, so I made another one. <laughs> and uh, it's a beauty. And anyway, I had posted a thing about that said i left it on the thing and i said so there's probably some homeless person in washington dc who's you know probably telling people they went to yale so the nuance of that either got it or you don't it's like you know some riri got on there said imagine being you thinking that someone would associate y'all with yale you're an idiot Uh, um and then another person said "Um, can't believe that you think a what you think homeless people live on shuttle buses and oh my god you're really you're really digging deep into this logic here i mean you know i shouldn't have to walk you through that maybe it got thrown in the trash and they go through the trash they are really insufferable they really are so insufferable it's okay but I tell you, we came up with this idea the other night in Quincy, Illinois, that I think is going to be fun. I want to start doing this. I want to start having a show after my shows. So we get on stage, we do the big show. And then afterwards, for a select group of people that do a little VIP experience, mm-hmm. me, Steve, and Ben will sit down in a separate, a whole other deal in the room with you. Because we had, he had a meet and greet. The show ended. We played from 8 till 10. And then he oh. had the place from 10 till midnight. Well, there were people who had paid for a meet VIP. And I was like, well, after we say hi, shake hands, hug each other's necks, take pictures and sign stuff. What are we going to do? Yeah. So everybody's hanging around. And I was like, get the guitars back out of the van. So we sat down on three chairs and just started playing some stuff that we had not played on stage. Mm. Some of the funny stuff and mm-hmm. things that we did not cover. And I was like, that'd be fun. I'm going to start doing a show after the show. Yeah, you should. Yeah. Because it was, it was nice. It was like in your face, personal. You know, we, people got to talk and um, it, was, it was fun. Anyway, I That's mean, great. you know charge five thousand dollars a person at least for that you know <laughs> it's a joke i mean program. i wasn't i'm i'm not thinking it's gonna be fun i'm thinking oh there's a lot of money to be made there there is money to be made there um but i do it for the people of course i do it for the people uh when i you know when i went to i think i told the story when i went to north carolina the girl at the rental car counter she said i know you just do it for the people you don't you don't do it for money i was like girl you stupid <laughs> <laughs> cray cray I mean, it, it costs one it, to take the guys to these cities and go do those shows. It costs thousands it, of dollars yeah. to put those shows on. Yeah. So, and the bigger bigger those get, the more it costs to do it. So, having fun, and There's I want you guys to things, come to shows. There's plenty of things you do for the people, though. To just to be fair, yeah. work with a lot of charities and do yeah. all that. So, yeah, I'm I'm evil. At this point, I'm not giving anything back. <laughs> Nothing back. Well, but Joe you can't Biden, even do that without people complaining. Yeah, yeah. We want to know how much you're giving. What percentage of these proceeds? What percentage are you, of, are you giving? <laughs> I mean, I I created something in order to make the money to help. Right. I, you know, I created this. Yeah. What percentage are you giving? Well, a hundred percent more than I was yesterday before <laughs> I created it. Right. So there you go. Yeah. Anyway, that's my little rant and a little riff raff. You're selling makeup. I am. And. T-shirts and tumblers. and I'm just a makeup sales lady. You are. That's all you are. A grifter. That's all you're good that's for. That's what we are. I'm a grifter. You, you're a grifter. I love people. I mean, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them can be tedious. They could be hard. They could be hard to get along with. I'm uh, working on a, a children's book. 
Oh my god! <laughs> Working on a children's. Book. Is there anything you don't do? I want to. I want to write. I'm writing this book about. Um, I'm writing this book about uh, filling shoes. Right. Mm-hmm. You 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 got a you got a I don't know a little mouse who's trying on everybody the big people's shoes and trying to fit in those shoes, and ultimately he's got to find his shoes. You know, and maybe a little country mouse Aww. trying on the cowboy boots and they're too big. You just saw that Steve Dace had a children's book and you were like, yeah, Steve Dace is cashing in. That dude, man, I'm like, bro, I am way more charming than Steve Dace. (laughs) Or as the live chat called him on election night, dude in red. Dude in red. That was a very, very red shirt. Who is dude in red? He was pissing everybody off. Really? Oh, yeah. I was watching the live chat. That's what Steve does. When, it does piss everyone off. Yeah. Well, you got to know, if you don't know where somebody's coming from, right? That's the assumption a lot of times right. we make in this job is we think people know where we're coming from. Like they've been following us a long time. They know our heart. They know our opinion right. on a lot of things. But suddenly if you're thrust in front of an audience and they don't know anything about you, you, you know, I used to say this. I used to, I've always thought this deal when I get up and speak in front of a group of people and it's supposed to be something I'm really, like I'm speaking at a church, you know, where it's a, a a message that should matter. Mm-hmm. My thought is always, tonight I die. So in other words, this could be the last time I ever get a chance to speak to these people. Mm. So tomorrow I'm, I may as well be dead. Yeah. This is the first, only last time I ever get to speak to these people. How am I going to make a difference, right? So you have to unpack a little bit of everything so people know where you're coming from. And if you don't do that effectively, I'm not saying Steve didn't, we all are guilty of this then your audience misses it and they misjudge you and they think you're coming from a different angle. So a lot of people thought Steve was being anti-Trump the other mm-hmm. night. And he, he's, he's not a fan of Trump running again. And I right. understand why. And it's okay for him to feel that way. I personally agree with Steve when I say I don't think we need another 80-year-old president. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think we need that. But it's his to lose, right? right? We'll see what his announcement is tonight. You know, we'll see. He's been, been talking about this thing and we'll see. With Trump, who knows what he might announce? He might announce another social media company. We don't know. Hey, I don't know. <sighs> May have nothing to do with running for president. Maybe not. I don't know. The timing of it, I feel like, you know, the wind was taken out of his sails with all of the election results. Yeah. It was not an overwhelming night for Republicans the way that some people thought that it would be. And remember, he had teased this announcement before the election results came out. Now there's all of this, you know, blame shifting. Who is who's to blame Trump or McConnell and and McCarthy? And it just feels like uh, PR wise, if I'm Trump, I'm not announcing that I'm running yet. After those disastrous results, you got to let things shake out a little bit. I don't know. I mean, again, he made the announcement that he was going to make an announcement prior to the results. So then what else do you announce? But how how do you not wind up with Carrie Lake as governor in Arizona? I mean, she is, and that's something Steve said that I agree with. She's possibly one of the greatest candidates mm-hmm. that America has ever seen. Mm-hmm. Mass Republican voter suppression. Mm. That's how you end up without Carrie There's Lake nothing in this cup. Oh, what are you doing here? What kind of I mean, operation are you I running mean, here, what Chad? What level of first world debauchery <laughs> is this? When I turn the cup up to my lips, I expect <laughs> there to be tequila. Can I say something? Yeah, yeah. You, there's a whole microphone in front of you. This... <laughs> Hello? Hello? Is this thing on? Um, this is not as good as the last tequila. This is not good tequila. No. It, this is like Chris Cruz brought, brought this in here a long time ago. This is like $12 tequila. It, it, is, it tastes like <laughs> rubbing alcohol. But I'm thankful for it, Chris. 
I don't, I don't love it, Chris. No, it's not. Well, you should never, this, uh, uh, Blanco or silver tequila is not a sipping type tequila. You should never do that. That's a mixer. You mix that with something. You make a margarita out of that. Well, that would have been nice to know before I passed the uh, kitchen where there is margarita mix. Oh, well, I didn't know that. I can't drink margarita mix. I'm on keto. Then I won't tell you that your favorite margarita mix is in the kitchen. Trey Ag- Trey's Agaves yeah. is the best. It's in there. You do a 50-50 mix of tequila and that stuff, and you can get it at Kroger. I'm telling you, bingo. That is the best margarita. It does have sugar, though. It's got sugar and it's got carbohydrates. It's like heavy carbohydrates, like 38 grams. Because it's, it's all sugar. Yeah. I don't eat carbohydrates. I, we're all aware. I don't eat any. I know. And I don't talk about keto either. <laughs> Stayed at a bed and breakfast in Frederick. I want to give a shout out to Tin Clark. That is the address of this abode. Uh, Tin Clark? Tin Clark. Okay. It's Clark Street, and they are Tin Clark. Okay. It's a bed and breakfast. It is run by uh, Monique. She is a little bundle of energy. And... We stayed at that bed and breakfast in Frederick, Maryland. It was beautiful. It was old. It was creaky the way you want your bed and breakfast to be. Right? She cooked an, she cooked, they cooked an incredible breakfast the next morning. And I told him, I was like, look, I, I have some dietary restrictions, but I'm not going to be crazy about it. And uh, she, she said, we're going to cook you extra bacon. They did. They did like a little egg souffle type thing that was all, which they did. And, uh, but they did uh, like this apple turnover thing, like a little pancake turnover puff. You gotta, you gotta say no. You gotta, but that's the only thing I've eaten in a month. Chad. I ate that little thing to be nice. No. Breakfast is like the easiest meal that you can go full keto and be fine. It was beautiful and I did not want to be an insult. You got bacon. I didn't want to be that guy. Oh my god. I didn't want to be that guy. I'm not in a cult yet. I didn't, I didn't want to do it, um, but I did it, and she was fantastic. And talking about food, though, listen, I love factor. So my mother, uh, you know, my mother, she, she doesn't get out so much anymore. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Mom, you know, you want good food. I said, I will order factor for you. Wow. And they send her, I don't know, we got her on like six meals a week. Wow. And this stuff, you take this off. This is, uh, what is this, Chris? This is the shredded chicken taco bowl. This is one of my favorite ones. I've had all of their meals mm-hmm. and i've never had a bad one wow and, and i promise you that i'm feeding my mother this stuff i get her six meals a week delivered to her door she said that's that's plenty to do but you can see you can you can put that thing in there and you can you can microwave it oh yeah and uh, they've got the keto friendly they got the protein uh ones they've got the you know they got the chef's choice all that i mean look you're already got the holidays coming up where you're going to have you know jam-packed stuff going on but this is fresh. It's never frozen. Easy to fuel up fast. And you just pop it in the microwave for like a minute and it's ready to go. Uh, two minutes max. And they got 34 meals a week. They got 36 plus add-ons. They got Jeez. smoothies and shakes and juices and the snacks and the desserts and all this. So they got the breakfast stuff and uh, it's cheaper than dining out. Uh, the money you save, like my mother, I give her six meals a week. It's like 115 bucks Wow. every week. You can't eat out for that. No, absolutely and you're gonna, not. And she just, easy for her, not she just pops days. it in there. I get the keto meals, and I was getting the other Chef's Choice stuff. And I, I live off this stuff. Yeah. I'm a, you know, I have a home. I live alone. Sign me up. Yeah, Where can it's I go? good stuff. 
So, and they've got Gourmet Plus too, which is if you're doing a special occasion, they got some upscale options uh, for you. So things are getting hectic. Holidays are coming. You can get four to 18 meals a week scheduled. You could pause it, reschedule your deliveries anytime. No prep, no mess. The meals are going to save you so much time and money and uh, save you on the cleanup too. Uh, so going to be fast. It's going to deliver every week and it's a, it's a simple solution. So get on top of it and, uh, and get some factor. They got everything you need for a week of flavorful, nutritious eats in addition to ready to eat meals they got all the other goody stuff that you can get as well you go to uh, here's the website go.factor75.com yeah you heard me go.factor75.com slash chad60 you can use code chad60 and get 60 percent off your first box go.factor75.com slash chad60 and use promo code chad60 60 percent off your first box we'll be right back Canada sucks, right? Again, you got to always qualify it and say, uh, um, not the Canadian people, not the Canadian people, but uh, the leadership in Canada. Justin Trudeau, garbage. Mm -hmm. They're they're gonna. I mean, you go right over here. I pop up this thing yesterday. Let's if I can find it. Justin Trudeau. They're legalizing euthanasia for people with depression. Well, Chad, I mean, look, if you can't, if society collectively can't come together and say the most innocent among us are little children in the womb, babies who we need to protect, right? If we can't come together as a society and say that life is worth protecting, why would we expect that moral to live out? Of course not. once, Once the child is born. People were mad at me because on Facebook the other day I said, you know, after this election, I said, guys, you can't murder the unborn mm-hmm. and expect God's blessing. It's true. You can't devalue the sanctity of life and expect God's blessing. You can't do that. You can't do it to the tune of, I mean, and it's done for the sake of convenience. Yeah. They keep talking about, oh, these ectopic pregnancies. and That's you know, not and, illegal. And it's like all this, they come up with these extreme things of the rape and the whole deal. I'm like, Again, 98% of abortions in America are for the sake of convenience. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all these things we've done, we've thumbed our nose at God, and, you know, we're going to be judged. Mm-hmm. And I have people who say, uh, that jumped on there and said, aren't you divorced? Isn't that a sin? Last time I checked, it's like, there's a difference between personal sin. I've done more than divorce. I, I have a resume. I am an expert. Mm-hmm. We're really comparing divorce to killing babies in the yeah, womb. Is that what we're murder. doing? Okay. I, but I'm like, if you think divorce is the worst thing I've done in my life, <laughs> um, I, I have a I have a, a list of transgressions that you don't want to hear them. And I've done a lot of dumb things in my life, but a person's personal sin and their relationship with God is one thing. A nation. Mm-hmm that is corporately rebelling when you claim to have been founded on divine providence. We're not doing it. Like, there's a huge difference in that. I mean, I remind everybody that when David wrote the Psalms, what is the ninth Psalm, where, where he talks about asking God to bring judgment on the nation of Israel, he was a murderer and an adulterer when he wrote those words. And he was asking God to bring judgment on his nation because it was the only way it was going to clean them up. Right. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is corporately, if we don't turn from some wicked ways, man. Right. 
It's, it's bad. And I mean, corporate wickedness. Well, I mean, you also, you know, there's something to be said for someone who uh, we've all sinned in our lives, right? But like we typically, uh, if you want to walk the godly walk, you like you ask for forgiveness for those sins and you recognize that those were sins yeah. and that they were wrong and that you shouldn't do them and you strive to be a better person. Yeah. We're talking about a community who is sh- like very proud of doing- Shout what- your abortion. Thank you. And the- putting that as a major policy issue right. in terms of what you're campaigning on. They like- brag <laughs> about how many abortions they've had. Yeah. Like that's not, that's this, these are not the same things. Yeah. It's embarrassing and to try to use that as an analogy. I know that I have fallen short of the glory of God. That's one thing. And that should lead you to a place of, I want to be better. Like, right. I know that there's, when I die, there's things in me that God ain't taking to heaven. Right. There's parts of me that ain't going to make it. Yeah. Uh, he, he's going to do something with that, right? But uh, when you as a nation are corporately rebelling in the way that we are. Um, but that's what's happening, too, in Canada. I mean, when you talk about we're going to just let people commit suicide because they're depressed. I mean, here we are fighting P- PTS mm-hmm. in veterans, mm-hmm. and we're trying to stop these suicides, bring that number to zero every day. And they're, they want to assist people in suicides because they're depressed? Mm. Um, it, it's sad. I mean, they, they, they medical-assisted dying for... If you've got a clip of that, can we play that real quick? Play it. Amir Farsoud has applied for medically assisted dying, known as MAID. He lives in constant agony due to a back injury, but has started the process for end of life because his rooming house is up for sale and he can't find anywhere else to live that he can afford. He barely survives on Ontario disability support payments, which are just over $1,200 a month. He doesn't want to die, but being homeless is not an option. I know in my present health condition, I would survive it anyway. Farsud meets the criteria for MAID, physical suffering due to disability that cannot be relieved. His doctor, who knows Farsud's real reason for MAID is his fear of being homeless, signed off on the application in August. Farsud needs a second to do the same. There's a 90-day waiting period. He believes he could potentially access MAID in about a month. I don't wish to be dead. Um, even with the pain, even with the meds, um, I still want to be here. That is sad. Oh, my God. You know, I mean, that's the world we're living in where the government's going to get involved. And again, I I get the personal choice thing. You want to, you know, I I don't agree with it. Um, He, But he just said, I don't wish to be dead. Right. Then why are we even having this conversation? That's the confusing part. You don't wish to be dead, then... And, you know, be alive. Aren't you, don't you have that, uh, you know, government health care in Canada? In, yeah, I'm where, told that that's the model for us. Can you guys not give this guy some pain relief? Can you not do back surgery on this guy? I mean, it, surely. Great question. Oh, well, maybe the wait lists are, yeah. you know. And maybe that socialist medicine years. ain't so good. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you guys are the ones with the free health care. And this guy's choosing suicide instead of your health care program. Yeah. That ought to tell you a lot. Uh, anyway, Justin Trudeau. I'll still go back to him and Joe Biden walking with Xi Jinping oh, in their little outfit and their garb. And so I, saw, I saw on Twitter, you know, Jesse Kelly, I saw his tweet about the whole yeah. deal. He said this will be in all the World War Three documentaries with him walking around. Yeah. It'll just be like, you know, Neville Chamberlain waving the paper. But it, uh, it, it, somebody posted a picture of Trump in the Philippines wearing one of those shirts there when he was meeting in the Philippines. 
looked equally ridiculous, I'll be honest. But in the Philippines, in the Philippines, that's not communist China. <laughs> that's not our that's not our, you know, <laughs> global enemies. The Philippines are not. They, they are tend so to be stupid. allies. That's one thing. But when you're over there coddling up to a dictator. Which I mean, is the Trump, whole point. If, if Trump had put on the little zoot suit that Kim Jong-un wears when right. he went over there, that would have pissed me off. That, but that's what I'm saying. That's the whole point. And these people on the other side are so freaking stupid and ignorant of history or anything that they think that they have a point because they're like, but Trump did it. Yeah. My thing is always, okay. There's no reasoning with you. You do not want to have an intellectual, sincere debate. You don't want to. Do they do? Is it that they don't want to or they are not capable of it? I don't it? think they're capable of it. Again, I posted on Twitter. I said, there's no one on this platform celebrating Joe Biden and his, quote, accomplishments. Yeah. He doesn't have any. No. Nobody's celebrating. Now, they're all anti-Trump. Right. And, and no one in the Democratic Party wants Joe Biden to run again. He's a buffoon. He's gone. He's elsewhere. He's out. They don't want him. They said it over and over again. Uh, everybody agrees they don't want him. So anyway, let's, let's play that. Uh, speaking, of, speaking of the re-rees, Eric Holder, you got that clip? Let me play a little flashback for you on this. This now, is eye-opening. You think about this. This is a guy who's running for governor while he is the secretary of state. Oh. like LeBron James suiting up for the Lakers and telling everybody in the game that he wants to referee the game in addition to playing for the Lakers. Oh. LeBron's actually a better ball player than this guy is a secretary of state. I want to make that clear. But that's just not right. That's just not fair. You can't do both. He needs to resign. Now, he is trying, he's trying to rig the system. He's going to do everything he can to try to win the system, rig the system. Now, he's talking about Brian Kemp in Georgia. That was when Stacey Abrams was running. Oh, I thought he was misgendering Katie Hobbs. <laughs> right, exactly. So with Katie Hobbs, who's the Secretary of State in Arizona overseeing this election, and again, if you go in, in Rogan O'Hanley, uh, D.C. Drano, he had a pretty cool little deal where he put up there, and it shows that more people turned out to vote for the treasurer than they did for governor in Arizona. Now, you explain that to me. Mm-hmm. They've counted more votes of people showing up to vote for treasurer than they have for, for governor. If I were Steve Dace, I would say, what is the benign, innocent explanation for that? Yeah. Yeah. I can't think of one. Yeah. Or as Carol Roth would say, on what occasion would one wear this? You know, it's <laughs> like none of it makes sense. No. You can't make it make sense. Um, and pfft, until, as I said it yesterday, as long as we got mail-in ballots. As long as we got mail-in ballots, it's, it's going to continue to happen. And, you know, it's frustrating, too, because the Democrats have been able to paint Carrie Lake as an election denier. Like, that, yeah. that's their whole thing, is that she's a conspiracy theorist, she's a nut job, yeah, she's all these things. So now that they are doing it again right in front of right. your eyes, uh, if you complain about it, you're just called more names, like you're a conspiracy theorist, rather than like, hey, these things that we're seeing that we have evidence of don't make sense, please explain them. Well, and all you got to do is every time you got, you got they pull ahead, there's surprise victories, perfect margins. It's always days after the polls close. It's always in the dead of the night, yep. only in states with mail-in voting. Yep. And now they've done it for the second time in a row. Yeah. 
And it's like it won't, it's because I know you say, well, you you conservatives, you say if you win, it's oh we won. If we lose, the system's rigged, and it's that. No, I'm calling out this specific one. Right. The steel is real in Arizona. It's apparent. I put that on Twitter. It blew up. I don't know thirty thousand people reacted to it. All the re-rees came after me. But I'm telling you, uh, it, you, you <laughs> when it keeps happening, all the same boxes keep getting checked with this stuff. After a while, you go, yeah, there's some, something nefarious going on. But is anyone going to do anything about it? Is no, the question. not going to do anything. Right, right. Not with the Mitch McConnells and McCarthy's and all those guys. Screw all of them, bastards. God's going to judge us. Yes, he I'm is. I'm telling you. Harshly. Um, the system is rigged, like Dave Chappelle said. Yeah. System's rigged. Uh, upside offsets inflated prices by giving you cash back on purchases. I like upside. The little no- you got to turn the notifications on. Because it'll tell you if you're near a gas station. It's like, here's one where you're going to save some money and stores and stuff like that. Um, I love Upside. And you just open up the app and you you get cash back. So inflation's got everybody thinking about different ways to cut back. And uh, it's hard. I mean, as much diesel as I put in a truck, as much time as I'm on the road, it gets expensive. And traveling with a band and all the stuff, I like being able to do that. A lot of people are doing without right now. or They're buying less from the grocery store. Nothing fun about less. So start using Upside. Upside is an incredible app. If you buy gas, groceries, or dine out, that's all of us. Uh, with Upside, you don't have to cut back because you get cash back on every purchase, okay? And uh, it's amazing what this thing will do for you. You don't have to cut back because you earn cash back on these uh, essentials. So to get started, download the free Upside app. Use my promo code CHAD. I spell it, Chad. Get $5 or more back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Next, you can claim an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside. You check in at the business, pay as usual with a credit or debit card, and then you get paid. You scan your receipt. It's cool. In comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside. Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week. That's probably why they have 4.8 star rating on the App Store. So download the free Upside app. Use promo code CHAD to get $5 more cash back. And again, you're going to get it when you on your first purchase of $10 or more. $5 cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more when you use promo code Chad, get the Upside app. We'll be right back. Oh, it's that time of the show. I know you look forward to it. I know I do. Ah, deep breath. Here we go. Folks, uh, in our constant and never tiring pursuit of the truth on this program, (laughs) we are often in a position to point out some bizarre, even amazing things that have happened in the second greatest state in our union and to attribute said thing to that heroic and eponymous doer of deeds, Florida man. I love Florida man. Yet every once in a while, you come across a story in which the perpetrator of a mind-bending feat of extraordinarily illogical proportions is, in fact, Florida woman. (laughs) Such is the case with our story today, in which a Jewish teacher at a Florida high school has recently taken umbrage at the Bible verse painted onto the parking space of one of her colleagues. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me, says the parking space. Perhaps the most famous quote from the book of Philippians, uh, hailing from the fourth chapter and the 13th verse, respectively. It's an attack, claims Florida woman, whose real name I'm so very excited to 
<laughs> to reveal to you is Marina Gentilesco. <laughs> Gentilesco. You can't make that up. <laughs> Folks, in the long and storied history of my illustrious career on this show, I cannot in good conscience claim that I have never made cute alterations to basic and unimportant aspects of non-critical stories because it would positively affect the comedic flow of the piece. But please believe me when I tell you I didn't do it this time. This woman's name is actually Marina Gentilesco. <laughs> and she's Jewish. Uh, anyway, don't give me any of that crap about how it's pronounced uh, Hintilesco either. I, I get it. First off, this is Florida, and advanced pronunciation isn't always one of their strong suits. <laughs> Secondly, pronouncing it like it's a Spanish word doesn't change the meaning of the word one tiny bit. Fortunately for our individual rights, the school board took this matter into their hands and has delivered a verdict. The painted words can stay, despite what the resident Gentile lady has to say. This in no way is a teacher trying to teach religion to his or her students, and I can pretty well guarantee you that it's in no way meant to attack this apparently uncircumcised Philistine either. <laughs> now listen, folks, this lady says she's had relatives in the concentration camps in Germany, and I have no reason to believe she's not telling the truth. Hell, if I if I was a Jew about to walk the proverbial plank to Auschwitz, you damn well better believe I'd be changing my name to Gentilesco or something similar to that real damn quick, too. But my point is, of course, I'm sympathetic to the plight of those who suffered in the death camps. I'm even somewhat sympathetic to the plight of those who dealt with families affected by the tragedy of the Holocaust. But at a certain point, can we just agree that something is a little silly and it's going too far? I mean, come on. What about the Bible verse? What about that Bible verse is in any way attacking this woman for being Jewish? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing is the answer you're looking for. As with all rallying cries, we holler anti-Semitism too many times when there's nothing there. And no one will ever believe us when the real anti-Semites come around. It's important to take a good faith approach to those around you for as long as you possibly can before assuming that they're out to get you. And in a country of 330 million people or so where the overwhelmingly vast majority or are at least claim to be Christian, maybe someone of the Jewish faith ought not to assume that an expression of that faith is meant as an attack because it's almost certainly not. On the other hand, if it gets to the point where you have to sew your parking vouchers onto your shirt sleeve, you might want to consider moving. Oh, I'm going to be in Florida this week. Uh, I can't wait. <laughs> Five shows, four nights, starting Wednesday. Vasani Comedy Theater. And we're not going to put Bible verses out there either. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, I, hopefully, yeah, you know, so when I was at the University of Georgia, my roommate, Bert Rosenthal, we went to high school together. We went to middle school, high school. Wow. And uh, we grew up, and we were roommates at University of Georgia. And uh, Bert Rosenthal. Okay. <laughs> And uh, he went on eventually. He, he rushed with the Jewish fraternity and became a member of the Jewish fraternity there on campus. And by the se his senior year at Georgia, he was the president of the fraternity. And so trust me what I tell you. We had a lot of Jewish parties. There were a lot of, like our, 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 there were a lot of Jewish people in our, where I lived. Mm -hmm. where, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. uh, it, I, we, I can spot a Jewish person from 300 yards. Trust me when I tell you, okay. I, I was well inundated. In, uh, Saying there were a lot of circumcised men at his there were a lot. apartment. There were a lot. <laughs> I got funny stories I could tell you. And, uh, you know, so this whole thing with it, the big thing right now, this whole anti-Semitism thing, I'm like, I'm scratching my head, right? Like, I, I'm like, you know, people tell jokes or whatever. I was like, I learned all the jokes from them. <laughs> all the jokes I learned from those guys. They were my buddies. They were my brothers, right? We hung out. Yeah. We had a good time. I, I dated their women. <laughs> There was one girl who was, whew, call me. Uh, 
surely she watches this show, wouldn't you? Think? Of course. After 30 years. You're the one that got away. I am the one. <laughs> and and wasn't hung like one of those dudes. That's a, anyway. <laughs> whole other story. <laughs> somebody took a uh, well, interview. We somebody took a clip out of an interview piece that I did. I did an interview back during the campaign. I was talking about, I make a joke about how diverse my life is, right? You know, mm-hmm. I got a gay agent. I got a Jewish manager. I've got, you know, I had a black director. I've, I had all these different, and, and so I make a joke about it. Well, they took that one little clip about, oh, apparently he's, you know, really you know, really social, a social justice guy because he's got a gay agent. And they made it sound like I was. Like you were being serious. Yeah. yeah. And like, uh, I have a Hispanic housekeeper. Yeah. It's so, you know, <laughs> I got a black friend. Right. right. Uh, and they try to do that stuff. And I'm like, oh, you guys, you're absolutely terrible. They're like, but did you say it? Yeah, I said it. Right. Thousands of times I've said it. Right. It's a joke. It's a bit. Right. That we do. It's so anyway. Uh, uh, a what? A a joke. A joke. I don't think we know what. But that you word put means. Philippians four thirteen on a parking space. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Um, I mean, that's that's what motivates that guy. That's his personal motivation. You can't attack that and say it's attacking you. Right. If I was up there and put something from the the Buddha out there, or a Confu- Confucius saying, or out of a freaking fortune cookie for crying out loud, nobody's going to say I feel attacked. No. You're not gonna. You're not gonna have. You know. The Asian math teacher, yeah, I said it. Who's gonna say? Who's gonna say? I feel like I, I can't do it. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. Uh, Lord Jesus, help me. Oh, does anybody feel attacked for when I said Lord Jesus, help me? I do. Did you feel? Yeah. Did you feel? Your mother's a preacher. That's offensive. <laughs> Love your mom. She's great. She Hi, is mom. Great. She is great. Do you talk around your mom the way you talk around me? I do. Do you? Yeah, she's always like very appalled at what I say. You have a, you have a, there's things people don't know about hosts at the Blaze. Uh, Glenn Beck is tall. Mm-hmm. Alex Stein played college football. Mm-hmm. You have a dirty mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. My dad uh, was in the Navy and they're always like, like, my buddies in the Navy didn't curse as much as you do. What is your problem? I mean, like, I, I do not, I don't blanch it. No. Cuss words. But if we were sitting in makeup this morning, and you were telling the story, and I was like, my God, reel it in, girl. <laughs> what the mouth on this kid? I had to go I take a bath. I know, At least wash bad. my hands. It's bad. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Mom. Nothing Sorry, quite ex- God. Nothing quite expresses it like that, though. It's, you know, I just get worked up. You do get worked up. Oh, my <laughs> God. Uh, love it. My mother gets on to me all the time. You like how whenever people, uh, you know, curse on my show, they're yeah. like, the blaze is like, guys, you can't, the, the news is not that kind of show. Chad's yeah. like, is it not? Is do it you not? know who hosts it? Yeah, I've, 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 I've put a few dollars in the swear jar over the years. Yeah. But, you know, then my show, they, they started wanting to censor us, and I was like, yeah, I don't think that's going to work. No. It's not going to. Uh, anyway, hey, hair loss is tough. Uh, you see it in the picture, see it in the mirror, your barber points it out, you find yourself wearing baseball caps or cowboy hats. Yeah. What are you going <laughs> to do about it? Uh, don't get the buzz cut or shave it. Save it with Keeps. Keeps is clinically proven, FDA-approved hair loss treatments available online. Whether you're looking to prevent hair loss, stimulate hair growth, or take better care of the hair you have, your Keeps medical provider will help you find the right products and develop a personalized hair-saving routine that works for you. It's easy. No waiting rooms or pharmacy visits. Keep is delivered straight to your door at about half the cost of a traditional pharmacy. Half the cost. You heard me. And if you have questions, you can message your Keeps provider 24-7. 
If you're ready to take action, join thousands of guys who have saved their hair with Keeps. Visit Keeps.com slash loss for 50% off your first order. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash loss. Keeps.com slash loss. Be right back. Oh, boy. <laughs> I got a new uh, Christmas story movie coming out. A sequel about I Ralphie. Heard. Yeah. Ralphie's all grown up? Yeah. That's the idea? That's the idea. Um, yeah. Are you, big fan, are you a big fan of the first one? Love it. I read the book, too. Okay. I read the book, which the book is, if you read the book, when he wrote that, the author wrote that book, I uh, can't think of his name right now, but that was just a story inside a bigger book. Okay. So that they made a whole movie out of a story that was in a bigger book. Wow. Yeah. So this guy was telling his childhood stories, like little vignettes of when he was a child and all that. So then did the movie like really expand and go into detail? Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, if the that high was just points, one story in a book, that's no. a long ass book. The high points in the uh, movie were basically in the book. Okay. But they expanded on it and obviously added a whole lot more dialogue to it. And right. Yeah. A huge fan of Christmas Story. Really? You? Yeah, it's fine. Uh, the, the lines I, in it just... I, I need to go back and watch it again. The I line, like. I mean, it's been you know, so long. I'm like, eh. Yeah. But, uh, but I don't remember it very well, so I'll yeah. go back and watch it. <laughs> it the, I, I get, you get me going, I would quote lines. Really? I'm, a line, I'm a line quoter for movies oh no so like if i went to go see this movie with you would you be like saying the lines along with i would the do my best not to that's I, you've seen it so I mean, obnoxious yeah i know it is i would i would try not to do that because i know that's obnoxious or people who go like oh wait 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 this is a good part you'll love this yeah, i don't do that <laughs> i don't do that stuff you know landy randy laid completely still it was his only defense i mean you you gotta go back watch the movie yeah <laughs> okay i will scott vargas he had yellow eyes my god yellow eyes yeah, it's fantastic. It's quite honestly, it's maybe the best movie ever. <laughs> ever? No. Okay. <laughs> no, that would be Gladiator. Oh. My name is Maximus Decimus Meridius, commander of the Felix Legions, general of the armies of the north, servant to the true emperor Marcus Aurelius, father to a murdered son, husband to a murdered wife, and I'll have my vengeance in this life or the next. Wow. Yeah, we can do you this all not, day. You are not kidding. We could do this all day long. Could we anyway. not? Yeah, we don't have to. Uh... <laughs> Uh, church attendance is still not back to pre-COVID lockdowns levels. Uh, I blame that Jewish lady in Florida. <laughs> she feels attacked. Uh, they're not going back to church. People aren't doing it, they, uh, which is interesting. Um, I ran into my uh, church's worship leader last, uh, Sunday night at the uh, Texas Music Awards. He got an award for Christian country music. Really? Yeah. Wow. He's. Uh, we go to the. I go to the same church with. Uh, Jesse Robb, and who's a big songwriter in Texas, and uh, Cody Johnson. People have heard of him. Mm -hmm. So we all go to Lone Star Cowboy Church down in Montgomery. Okay. And uh, they got a great music there. But That's cool. The pastor there, Randy, is he is common as shoe leather, but amazingly wise. <laughs> and I love that guy. And uh, yeah, I like that church. They don't have they don't have an attendance problem. I can tell you that. Mm. But they're real. 
They're real folks. And I, you know, I think that's the problem. I, I don't think churches are preaching the gospel anymore. I don't think churches are telling the truth. I think they're trying to be woke. Yes. A lot of churches are. And yes. I, I'm not throwing them all in there, but there, you know, there is a trend here with these woke pastors trying to be all inclusive and this kind of stuff and not calling sin, sin. If you're not, listen, if you're not going to preach against abortion, you're not mm-hmm. going to talk about mm-hmm. what God's designed mm-hmm. for marriage is. You're not going to talk about these kind of things. Then, yeah. Do you know what your church, I know you didn't live there then. Do you know what your church what did they do during like the height of COVID? Did they shut they down? They stayed open. And that there is the difference. They stayed open, then it shut down. If you had a church who actually uh, abided by the government's order for them to shut their doors, my friend you're going was the, to the pastor over in Weatherford, Texas. They took the doors off the church and burned them in the parking lot. That's how open they stayed. Wow. As a demonstration to the town, they said, you're not closing these doors. There ain't yeah. no doors. Right. We're staying open. There's no point in, in uh, being a member of a church who abided by the no. government's dictate to keep, shut no. them down. No, I, I, I respect that kind of action. Um, the uh, I don't even want to talk about racism because everything's racist. Um, the, uh, you know, pharma company, their stock lose, lost billions after a fake Twitter account tweets that insulin is free. And <laughs> Elon's got to get this thing under control on Twitter. Uh, I'm not interested in it right now. Um, all these fake accounts. It was funny what happened to Kathy Griffin. I mean, we talked about that a little bit last week, but um, she was imitating Elon. And uh, Pfizer and Moderna, their clinical trials linking vaccine to myocarditis. It's almost like we said that somewhere. What do you know? You're kind of cowboy hat. You're all hat, no cattle. They're studying it now. Yeah. It's now like, that people are dying. Right. It's like, oh, now that they've already uh, injected millions and millions of people all across the world, <sighs> now they're going to study the long-term side effects of the vaccine that they just said was safe and effective. Trust us. You know, you know, the song Eye of the Tiger. Yeah. I want to do a parody. Eye of the Pfizer. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just Katy Perry's yeah, eye. Can't open it. <laughs> it's the eye of the Pfizer. It's, yeah. Work on that. Myocarditis. Yeah, I'm going to do a parody of that. I think that'd be funny. I mean, it's, it's like not funny, funny, but not. It's not funny. <laughs> it's sadly it's funny. Like, which laugh is so you don't cry. All of my comedy these days. Sadly funny. Ah, <laughs> uh, boy, howdy. I love being a free market capitalist, too. Um, friends, if the diesel fuel crisis gets much worse, and it, it, it's going to, uh, trucks will not be able to deliver all the food you need at your local grocery store. That's just a simple fact. That means... You better have a good stockpile of emergency food just in case, and I want you to stock up and save money. That's the best of both worlds. Go to preparewithchad.com, and you'll save $250 on a three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. This amazing kit gives you breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, and snacks, enough for one person for three months. Get enough for the whole family because it looks like you're going to need it. $250 off. That's the lowest price since 2019. My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest preparedness company, and they want to help American families more by charging less. Go to preparewithchad.com. Save $250 per kit. Your order is going to ship fast and free. It's going to show up discreetly in unmarked boxes. Go to preparewithchad.com and be ready for anything that happens. Preparewithchad.com. We'll be right back. All right, come on the road with me. Let's go. Let's party. Port Charlotte, Florida, Wednesday through Saturday night at the Vasani Comedy Club. We're going to have a good time. Go to that late show on Saturday. Trust me, we'll be winding it down, but we're going to be turning it up. You know what I'm saying? It always gets wild, the last show, especially when there's two shows Saturday night, and uh, the late show's going to get cray cray. 
Let me cray cray. What time is that at? Uh, it'll be 9.30. Okay. That's the late show. So that one still has plenty of tickets available. Uh, I think it's only about half sold right now. But yeah, it's going to be a lot of crowds there in Port Charlotte. Um, and then going to be in Ottumwa, Iowa on the 3rd of December. Going to be at Dosi Doe in Spring, Texas. That's my birthday bash yes. on uh, the 10th of December. Greenville, South Carolina on the 17th and 18th. And uh, then the 21st is going to be Arlington, Texas. And then, of course, College Station on the 30th. And then we're going to be Lake uh, Canyon Lake uh, back at Go- uh, Goofy's. Yeah, I got it right. Goofy's. On, these, on January 1st. Party time, Mom. January 1st? Yeah. Oof. Oh, yeah, we're going to get Whitaker. Everyone's going to be hungover. Good. They're going to get drunk again, too. Uh, Sarah Gonzalez, shop SarahG.com, AmericanBeautyBySarah.com. I'm wearing Babe Lincoln. Babe Lincoln. In case anyone. I love it. Tomorrow's Wednesday, which means it's hump day. We're going to get Humpty Hump. And uh, take care of yourselves by subscribing to Blaze TV at BlazeTV.com slash Chad. Use promo code Chad to save on an annual subscription. And uh, thanks for hanging out with us tonight. We'll see you tomorrow. We love you. God bless you. Bye.